1: If you get to throw the touchdown pass, the game-winning touchdown pass, does your left arm get jealous of your right arm because right arm got to throw the ball? No, it shouldn't, right? And uh, when you hit your thumb with uh, with a hammer, what part hurts? The whole body, the whole thing suffers altogether. Everything is jumping up and down, everything smarts. And that's because in a healthy body, everything is interconnected together. That is an amazing look at just
0: exactly what the body of Christ is all about. Hi there, and welcome to another week of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. We are back in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Christ's body, the church. It is our focus on
1: how we are interconnected to what end and why. Here's Pastor Leighton. Now, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. In fact, if you think about it, if a person is attacked, what is their natural instinct? It's to use the arms and the legs to protect the vital organs. Now, why is that? Well, we can break a leg, break an arm, lose an arm, lose a leg, something like that, and we can continue living. But if we lose a kidney or a heart or a lung or something like that, we're in trouble. Um, You know, most of the time we don't give much attention to the heart and the liver and the kidney and things like that. They quietly motor on doing their service to the body. But these faithful, quiet servants to the body are essential for health and for life. And there are parts of Christ's body that we don't see and we don't tend to spend a lot of attention on. But they're absolutely essential to the health and the life of the church. People like these invisible prayer warriors are constantly praying for the church and for its leaders and for people in the church. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Verse 23. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And on our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division, no division no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. Now, what does it mean to give honor? Well, to give honor means to give time and to give money. And we give a lot of attention, a lot of time, and a lot of money towards clothing. Uh, parts of our body, they're less attractive or unpresentable. We should always have the same value for every person Every member of the, of the body of Christ, regardless of their gift. You know, have you noticed the phrase here, God is so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it? You know what that means? That implies that the, part of the parts of the body that receive less honor in this world, less attention in this world, will be compensated in the world to come. The Lord will present His rewards at Bema, that is, the judgment seat of Christ, where every believer will be recompensed for His deeds in the body, according to what He has done, whether good or bad. Second Corinthians chapter five. Jesus told us that the first will be last, and that greatness is determined by our spirit of servanthood, not position or impressive achievements. So our rewards are going to be based on our faithfulness in exercising our God-given gifts and our attitude towards the gifts and ministries of others. That the members may have the same care for one another. What does that mean? That means that we should have the same care. We should value the same. The the nursery care helper or the Sunday school teacher's aide as we do the worship leader and the preacher. Everyone is important. Every part is important. Verse 26. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. Now what is he saying here? If one member suffers, suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Well, if you get to throw the touchdown pass, the game-winning game, winning touchdown pass, does your left arm get jealous of your right arm because right arm got to throw the ball? No, it shouldn't, right? And uh, when you hit your thumb with, the, uh, with a hammer, what part hurts? The whole body. The whole thing suffers altogether. Everything is jumping up and down. Everything smarts. And that's because in a healthy body, everything is interconnected together. Now, leprosy is a horrible disfiguring disease. And part of the reason for the disfigurement is that the central nervous system no longer connects the body together in such a fashion it can protect itself. A leper, for instance, can accidentally put their hand in a fire and not even know that it's being burned because the feelings are gone. Well, the body of Christ was intended to be a healthy body where every part is interconnected and all of the parts work together for protection and provision. And when one part suffers, the whole thing, the whole body suffers. And if one part celebrates, the whole body celebrates. And Paul says here, you, plural, you, plural, are the body of Christ. Each one of you individually is a part of the body of Christ. Again, the body of Christ is a reference to a local church or it can be a reference to the global church as well. So what is this telling us? What it's telling us is that when another local Christian church is suffering, that we should suffer with them. And when another local Christian church is celebrating, we should celebrate with them. There should never be a sense of rivalry between Christian churches. We are not in competition with each other. We are part of the same body, which is the body of Christ. We should celebrate together. We should suffer together. You know who the the opposition is? It's the forces of darkness that want to suppress the knowledge of God. That's who the problem is. So it's unchristian to celebrate the misfortune of another Christian church or to mourn the success of another Christian church. That's what Paul is saying. So in summary, what does he say? He says we need each other. It was designed that way. And we ought to respect and value each other. And we ought to sympathize with each other. We ought to be connected with one another. And we not need to exercise the gift that God has given us to contribute to the body of Christ. Every gift is needed. Every member is needed. We need all of the people to be praying and looking for opportunities to to discover their gift. Some people, they're afraid to discover their gift. They're afraid of failure. Um, They want to live in their comfort zone. We're comfortable in places we don't fail, right? Um, Winston Churchill had to repeat one of the grades twice. And when he was asked about it, he said, "Uh, I didn't fail, I just had two opportunities to get it right. That was Winston Churchill, went on to become a great leader. Um, Oftentimes we learn more from our failures than we do from our successes. In fact, I've told our church staff that if we're not failing occasionally as a church and we're trying new things, we are not trying hard enough. If we're trying hard enough, stepping outside of our comfort zone, occasionally we're going to fail. And then let's learn from our failure and, and get it right the next time. But some people never try to find out what their spiritual gift is because they're afraid of failing. They're afraid of getting out there and, 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 and trying. You know how we have uh, a Scrooge presentation there? We have hundreds of talented people that bring their abilities together, all kinds of skills and abilities in order to produce Scrooge. And the reason we produce Scrooge as a church family is to tell our community about Jesus Christ. People come and they hear the gospel through Scrooge. You know where it began? It began many years ago when I was uh, not the leader of the choir, but the leader of the youth choir. And we were working on a a, a collection of music. And Nat and Dee Rinker came and joined our staff. And Nat said, what are you guys doing? And I said, well, we're working on this collection of music called uh, Believer. No, Dreamer. Dreamer, sorry. And um, he says, oh, that's a great musical. That's the story of Joseph. We just did that at the church that we were in before we came on staff here. I didn't know it was a musical. And uh, and the part of Joseph, you know, um, required a high C. Nat could sing a high C. God brought the person to do the high C. And, um, and then uh, Marlene in our church was praying, and she was prompted. She came up to me. She says, Leighton, I've been praying, and the Lord has suggested. I, I believe the Lord's telling me I, I need to come and make myself available. What, what is it you're working on? What, what can I do? I, I said, well, we're working on a musical production called Dreamer. Um, she said, well, what can, I, what can I do to help? I said, what, what, do, you, what do you do? I said, well, I, I do stage. I've done stage. And so she brought Roger Lilly's wife, who's an incredible seamstress, and we had the finest costumes that we'd ever had up to that point. And And uh, based on that experience, Marlene and I were introduced to Scrooge, and we took a leap of faith. That was a huge production. We'd never tried anything of that magnitude in the church before, just by faith. And God brought the people to make that first production possible. And Scrooge has grown over the years, and many, many people have participated. Um, How do we get the men's ministry? Well, the pastor who was overseeing our men's ministry had a health issue, and he had to retire. And our founding pastor came to me and said... uh, Leighton, I want you to, to take over the men's ministry. I said, well, I, I don't know how to do men's ministry. I'll give it the best shot I can. Uh, let me know who the leaders are. I'll meet with them. And so I sat down with the leaders first meeting. They said, Leighton, we're really excited about the new leadership and the new direction. In fact, we're so excited. We want to get out of your way. We quit. <laughs> and so the first meeting with the, the men's ministry, we didn't have any men's ministry. It was, you know, and I, and I just said, God, if you want a men's ministry or a church of the highlands, you're going to have to bring them in. Because I don't know what to do, you know. And within two weeks after that, we had four men come to me. All of them had been praying. And all of them said just about the same thing. They said, I've been praying. I feel prompted that the Lord wants me to help you. What can I help you with? Well, we need to start a men's ministry. Great. Let's get together and and let's talk about that. was Milky and Ralph and tony and bob we got together we started thinking and dreaming together and now hundreds and hundreds of men are ministered to by the men's ministry it started because people were praying and they felt the prompting of the holy spirit and they stepped up out of their comfort zone and said hey you know um now for us to to know about about you know who's who's a member of the of the body here because we have a lot of people who are guests and we're glad you're here we're glad you're guests. You know, if you're local we, and you don't have another church home, we hope you become more than guests. You become members and pitch in and help out. Um, but so that we know who the members of the body are, who we can call upon, we have a membership class. And the membership class covers the history of the church. It talks about where we're going, how we're getting there. It talks about uh, how we're structured and, and our theology. We go through the statement of faith we, so that our members are well-equipped to answer most questions that people have. And I believe that inside of your bulletins or at the ushers, there's a, uh, a thing that you can fill out so we can prepare for you because we'll, we want to give you a binder. And I want to extend this invitation to you. I have the privilege of teaching that class. It's five weeks, uh, an hour and a half on Tuesday nights. And, and I would just love to have you come and be part of that. Let's get acquainted and let, let's find your place that God has designed you for in this ministry. Amen. Amen. You have been listening to Study Verse by
0: Verse with Pastor Layton Sheely, Ministry of Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. If you have questions about today's program and the content with which we were discussing, we invite you to visit our website, highlands.us, highlands.us. That is a great place to get started for all things Study Verse by Verse. Then we'll see you tomorrow as we begin a look at spiritual gifts here on Study